the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Two of the biggest stars of PragerU, two young people in their 20s will be sitting in for me. You'll understand why they're stars all over the world, really. And that's Amala Epunobi and Will Witt. Good morning, everybody. Good Will morning. Will Witt here and Amala Epunobi. <laughs> So happy to have you here. Amala Epinobi. Amala Epinobi. It, it's, a, it's a good running joke. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's a n- tough one, that name. Well, you know, it's not that tough. You, you get used <laughs> to it. Guys, thanks so much for listening in to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm Will Witt, joined by Amala Epinobi. We are guest hosting today for Dennis. We are from Prager U. If you don't know what Prager U is, Amala, why don't you enlighten them? Sure. We're a, a digital media company of sorts, and we put out uh, you know, great values. Our five-minute videos are teaching young people and people of all ages all over the world about our conservative values, our Judeo-Christian values, and you can learn about virtually anything by going to PragerU.com in simply five minutes. Yeah, whether it's politics or history or morality, yep. any of those types of things. I mean, it, it, PragerU probably has a video on it, and we have videos for... From, I mean, some of the, the greatest people in the world, some of the greatest minds to ever grace our planet doing these five-minute videos. And it's amazing that we can have some of these the smartest people, some of the most well-read, well-researched people on the left will still call us misinformation. <laughs> this is how the left works. The left tells you that, that they believe in truth. They tell you that you need to follow the science and follow the facts. But in reality, they disregard those types of things and only look to emotions. And so my new book, which comes out today, actually or it came out today it's called how to win friends thank you i love the clap good job will if no one else will clap for me we'll do sound effects in the back to clap for me (laughs) my new book how to win friends and influence enemies is kind of basically what i was just talking about with how the left focuses on emotions and not really looking at the truth and facts and this is what this book does this book breaks down the 17 different chapters within the book and every single chapter is on a different political or cultural topic. So there's one on racism in America. There's one on police brutality. There's one on climate change, cultural appropriation. I mean, pretty much anything that you are debating or talking to people about when it comes to political or cultural ideas, my book probably has a chapter on it. And every single chapter breaks down the left's most common arguments and how to beat them. I feel like there's a lot of conservative books out there that will just you know kind of tell you what's wrong with America. Right. But my book gives you the tools so that you can actually fight back and change minds. So so what's your story, Will? Why should these people trust you? Oh, well, I don't know <laughs> if they should trust me regardless of my story. But, I mean, I would say I, I grew up in Colorado and I was a liberal atheist my whole life. Some of you may have heard this story before. Some of you might not have. And I was a... I was... I guess you would say depressed, and I didn't really know what to do with my life. I was on the left, and I went to college, and everything kind of changed. You know, most people go to college as their their parents raise them conservative or a Christian, and then they go and they shave their head or you know dye their hair blue and become a, a leftist. Mine was the opposite. I went to high or to college and ended up. Um, becoming a conservative. Mm -hmm. And so it all happened. I was in a sociology class. There was a black girl sitting next to me who was my friend in the class. uh, And my TA 
points at me and says, you are oppressing this girl because of the color of your skin. And me and this girl, we kind of look at each other like, what, what is going on right here? You know, it was very right. awkward for both of us. And the, but this is how you create a victim culture in America. You tell people that they are oppressed or they are oppressors and then everyone feels like a victim. And so after that, I was kind of like, wow, I don't, I don't know if this is really true or not. So I kind of looked into, into it some more. And then also the girl who I was dating, this is in early 2016, turned out to be a huge Hillary Clinton supporter. And so we would get into arguments on, I mean, everything. <laughs> and I remember she came to me one time. She's crying. We're talking about immigration. And she said, you sound like a Trump supporter. Oh, no. As like, you know, How could you possibly? I know. That's like the worst demeaning <laughs> insult you can give right, to someone right and i never thought about it but i was like you know what maybe i am maybe and i was I like am. i'm not gonna let this woman beat me in a political debate and your villain arc started right exactly then and there. yeah no that's when i became a, a potential extremist according to the new york times i told the new york times this exact same story about what happened and you know after i, I started getting more into politics i found out about prager U and other student groups and i started working with prager U, and i decided to make a video on my campus and uh, I went and asked women what they thought about the wage gap, and they ended up – I taught myself how to edit the video, shoot the video, and Prager, you loved it. And Craig gives me a call and is like, hey, we want to give you a job. And long story short, after two years of college, I dropped out, best decision of my life, moved to Los Angeles with no money, not knowing anyone, but knowing that I had a passion and, and a zeal for life and, and something that – I wanted to accomplish, and that was to make America a better place. You know, Dennis always says that that he wrote down in a journal years and years ago when he was a younger man, I think close to my age, and he said, I want to influence people to the good. And that is that is really stuck with me, that, he is, that that has been his message, because Dennis is the reason why I work for PragerU, and because of that message is, is why I wanted to work for PragerU versus any other organization. But like I said, I told the same story to the New York Times. The New York Times did, I think about a year, year and a half ago, did a full uh, piece in the Sunday edition. I was on the cover of the New York Times, my picture, uh, and they were talking about PragerU. And, and in this article the New York Times put out, they said, you know, Will Witt, this this conservative kid, he was he was depressed in college and so sad and crying all the time and, mm -hmm. and then he found these bright graphics and Prager U videos and he was radicalized by them and then became a, a hardcore conservative right. and it's like conservative ideas didn't radicalize me conservative ideas set me free right that is the the true basis of what conservatism is it is it is freedom it is people being able to live their lives without the interference of other people trying to restrict them and so that is what it is really all about and that is what my message has been about so the ideas and the insights and the, the tools and persuasion tactics and facts, the things that are within my book, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies, which is available on Amazon or DennisPrager.com. I mean, those are the things, the values that I learned that turned me from a liberal, God-hating atheist into the conservative firecracker that <laughs> I am now. So I hope that you guys can get a copy. The book come, came out today, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies, anywhere where books are sold. Amla. Why don't you tell us your story? Sure. I think Will and I had very similar uh, backgrounds, upbringings, and transformations. We were both... I was not a black woman. No, it's up, not true. I, that, is, that, is, that is, you are not a black woman, and I feel extremely oppressed sitting in this room with you right now. As you but should. <laughs> I was raised by a single mother who happens to be a leftist organizer. She works for the left as we speak. Uh, she does fundraising and development for them. So she's not really happy that I'm doing this right now, but you know, we, we get past that. So I was raised with that influence for a really long time. I grew up uh, a young, angry, at-the-world leftist, and I internalized that. I wanted to fight the man. I wanted to change America. Uh, and in my high school 
years, I was the one who was, you know, organizing school board meetings before it was cool to do that and before the videos went viral. So I was doing that and yelling at the school board. <laughs> uh, but I left high school and started working for the left as a youth organizer, going around to middle schools and high schools and indoctrinating young people into socialism and critical race theory, selling them their own oppression just as it had been sold to me, which is an interesting thing about leftism. I call it this sort of self-regulating victimhood is that once you convince somebody that they're a victim, what they're going to do is they're going to leave their house the next day and they're going to convince everybody else around them. So you really don't have to do much much to indoctrinate people. All you have to do is tell them that they're oppressed and they'll handle the rest of the work for you. They'll go around and tell everybody else about that oppression and, and drop them down into that abyss that is victimhood and depression. So like Will, I was really angry. I was depressed. Of course, when you work for the left every day, you're going into your office to try to find things that are wrong with the world, try to find injustice and try to fight it. So I, I realized that I was unhappy. Things were going wrong. There was a number of conflicts that happened at the organization that I was working with, specifically in regard to being blatantly racist towards white people. And I was raised by a white family. So that struck me really hard. Of course, questions arose. And when I asked those questions, nobody wanted to answer them. And PragerU was the answer for me. I went online. I found PragerU's five-minute videos. I went down the rabbit hole of watching as many of those as I could and sort of working my way back from leftist to conservative. And now I work for PragerU, which is wild. Wow. Yeah. You work for PragerU? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Don't what? you too? I think I've seen I th you around I think the so. office. Yeah, I think so. You know, for at least two hours a day at the office <laughs> yeah, exactly. doing our show. Amala and I host a show, if you guys didn't know, called Will and Amala Live, which is every single day, Pacific time, 2.30 p.m. or 5.30 p.m. Eastern. That's on our PragerU YouTube channel and our PragerU Facebook. But there's something interesting that you mentioned there. We'll wrap it up with this. Mm -hmm. In the That the left, when you have differences of opinion and you bring it up to them and you say, hey, maybe there's a, a problem with this one aspect of socialism or this race stuff or the gender theory. Can we talk about this? They say, right. no, you toe exactly. the line. You toe the line and say exactly what we want you to say. Whereas I feel like in conservatism, I mean, me, myself, I mean, I, on our show and on all sorts of stuff on my social media, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm talking about problems with, with, with Republicans and, and conservative media and, and just conservatism in general all the time and how we can be better. I think that there's a huge difference there. Oh, there's definitely there's definitely a huge difference. And I find that when you confront somebody with your opinions or you confront their opinions and they immediately get defensive and they don't want to talk to you and they don't want to answer your questions, that goes to show that maybe their opinions are unfounded. Maybe what they think is not reasonable. Maybe it, it is devoid of logic. And since becoming a conservative, I found that I'm much more open to having conversations with people about what I actually believe, whereas when I was on the left, that was not a thing. So Will and I talk about our opinions every single day at PragerU. You can watch us on Will and Amala Live. You can also watch our five-minute videos by going to PragerU.com, and we are going to be back in the next hour. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. 
but it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. There's a reason Gun Owners of America is known as the only no-compromise gun lobby in Washington. From lobbying in the halls of Congress and the executive branch to battling in the courts, wherever your Second Amendment rights are being infringed, GOA and their grassroots army are there. GOA has never compromised on the Second Amendment in its 45-year history. GOA's mission is simple, to protect, defend, and restore the Second Amendment. GOA has a special offer for my listeners and a free gift. It's up to us to protect the Second Amendment. Please visit gunowners.org, gunowners.org forward slash Prager to join in this important battle for liberty. That's gunowners.org forward slash Prager. And we're back. Did you miss us? If you're thinking right now, wow, Dennis Prager sounds awfully young and awfully feminine. That is because I'm not Dennis Prager. <laughs> I'm Amala Panovi. We're also here with Will Witt. We are two Prager U personalities here sitting in for Dennis. And, you know, we talk a lot about what makes societies fall and what causes indoctrination in a nation. And one of the main things that does that is a propagandized media and a dishonest media. And we've seen examples of that over and over throughout the past I don't even know how long, decades now. But one example of that that's happened very recently is the media's coverage of immigration. So if you're unaware, there's been a major surge of immigration at our southern U.S.-Mexican border, and this is specifically in regard to Haitian asylum seekers who are coming to the southern border. Why? Because the current administration decided to suspend deportation planes heading over to Haiti. So, of course, if, if you're a Haitian hearing this, you're going to head right over to the United States because you know there's a good chance that you won't be sent back. So we've gotten this massive influx over the past couple of weeks of Haitian immigrants who are coming here illegally by the tens of thousands. And the media really doesn't want to cover this. And it's amazing to me that while all these problems are existing, they're directly affecting U.S. citizens. The media just turns a blind eye to it. I think that the people on the left forget the most important word, an illegal immigrant, and that is illegal. It is illegal right. to come over to this country and just get free benefits from the government. I like to ask people one of the, the great questions to ask people when they say, well, these, you know, it's, it's racist to build a wall. It's racist to, to say it's illegal immigration. You're supposed to say undocumented immigrant, right? It's like, did you know that in spending bills of the past within the last five years, our country has spent – we've said, oh, these people in, in Congress have said, oh, you know, the, the, the border wall is racist and we're all about undocumented migrants. But then they're giving millions of dollars to other countries in the Middle East and around the world to build walls in their countries. Mm -hmm. So they're literally doing the exact opposite of what they want in America. So why do they do this? What is the plan? Because they want virtue signaling points by saying, yes, oh, we really care about illegal Im immigration. But they're not having – I mean – Nancy Pelosi has, isn't having illegal immigrants move into her neighborhood right. you know, or Maxine Waters or any of these people. They're not, they, they don't have to worry about these problems. But everyday Americans do have to worry about this. We have to worry about people from MS, uh, MS-13 right. coming into our country and committing crimes and then being deported and then coming back in and committing more crimes, which we've seen time and time again. So, I mean, it is a, a, a radical situation that is unprecedented because back in the day, even the people who were on the left – I mean, you had Obama – you had Clinton, 
you had these other people and they said, you know, we don't want illegal immigration. Bill Clinton, too. They said, we don't want illegal immigration because we know that illegal immigration pushes down workers' wages. And all the unions were against illegal immigration. They knew this. I mean, it was common sense. So what happened? What, why did all this change? It's radical to see the, the massive changes in everyone. And now they say illegal immigration is the civil rights issue of our time. But, Will, we're supposed to have radical empathy for everybody and anyone who wants to come into the United States, even though it brings drug trafficking, sex trafficking, <laughs> like child pornography, anything you can think of is coming along with immigration. And illegal immigration, I should say. If now, you have empathy for the people, for illegal immigrants, I mean, you should have empathy for the women who are sex trafficked right. through illegal immigration. You know why the sex trafficking is so bad? Because of illegal immigration, because they're bringing underage girls through the border to be sex trafficked. Right. You know, if you had a stronger border and didn't allow people to come in so willy-nilly, then this human trafficking wouldn't be happening at such a large scale because they wouldn't be able to get their product, product as in a person, into the country to be sold. Yeah, look at how crime skyrocketed in Canada and Western Europe in the UK when they allowed illegal immigration into their country without any sort of assimilation to the culture. And that's a key part. There's a reason that why we have immigration policy and why that immigration policy requires people who, tr who are trying to come into this country to learn about our country, to learn about our values, to learn our laws, to learn our history, because you have to have an appreciation and an understanding of the country that you are entering. Or there is going to be a great clash between cultures, values, traditions, crime, anything you can think of comes along with with removing that barrier of assimilation to immigration and you guys can call if you want to call in talk to amla and i ask us questions whatever it might be call 18 prager 776 that's 18 prager 776 we'd love to take your calls and in my book uh, how to win friends and influence enemies which is available now anywhere books are sold amazon or dennisprager.com i have a whole chapter on illegal immigration so that you guys can actually use it when you're having your debates with people or trying to change minds you can use it and say hey i know all these facts about illegal immigration and the right questions to ask to change my mind. So make sure you pick up my book that, com that came out today. But illegal immigration costs this country $200 billion a year. $200 billion. It costs the average Californian roughly about $2,500 a year in taxes for taking care of illegal immigrant health care, illegal immigrants in, in, in the prison system, things like that. $2,500. Imagine what you could do with $2,500. Mm -hmm. I know Amla could use $2,500. <laughs> I know Will could use $2,500. No, I mean all of us in California could use uh, – listen, all of us in California except for maybe Mark Zuckerberg, I think we all could use right. $2,500. Exactly. That would be nice. you know, And it – Nothing makes me more mad than we have to have I, – I understand the left having tons of sympathy for so many people who are coming over. Their, their countries are not the same as America. Of course they want to come into this country mm -hmm. and, and live out the American dream if possible. You know, I mean it makes total sense and I have a lot of sympathy for people who want to come over the border that way. It, it's just tough that there, there needs to be a better way to mitigate it so that it's not illegal immigration and you give these people a path to citizenship that says, hey, the border is secure so we're not having drugs and crime coming over because we have a wall and and, or a barrier or a fence, whatever you want to call it, and we have more border security there. We have more high-tech equipment to track it, and it's also the, the, the ports of entry and the places where people can come and apply for citizenship are better manned and people can actually – um, you know, get, there's an easier path to citizen, citizenship for these people who actually 
want to have a better life. I but mean, we need, to, we need to do that. We don't want to talk about that on the left. On the left, no. they just want to say, hey, these people are vulnerable. Let's let them into our country. We can take care of them. We can handle it. And the reporting around this recent surge is absolutely ridiculous. Now, they had videos of the Border Patrol officers coming in on horseback trying to take care of these people who are trying to enter the country again illegally. You do not start a relationship off with a new country illegally. These Border Patrol agents go in on their horses, are trying to take care of these people, get them in for processing and they get accused of cracking whips and and beating these immigrants who are coming into america which is not the case whatsoever there's so much dishonest reporting around this instead of actually facing the issue saying we have we're having an unprecedented surge of illegal immigration right now in this country we need to solve it we need to take care of it instead what the left wants to do as revolutionaries is create a new enemy and the enemy for them right now is border patrol so they're going to attack these men who are simply doing their jobs yeah, they're incredibly brave doing the right thing. I mean, this is what they're supposed to do. This is what they're supposed to do. I mean, what? Uh, it's just like those Covington school kids when, when they were getting accused of being racist and the entire mainstream media came out against them and said, you know, these racist Covington high school kids. But in reality, they weren't being racist. And actually, these other people were harassing them on those steps. And, and obviously, Nick Sandman got a lot of money from CNN for exposing that. But, you know, this mm-hmm. is what the mainstream media does. They're habitual liars. And all they do is try and twist the truth into making you believe their leftist agenda. So don't believe it. I think that being against the mainstream media doesn't shouldn't just be a conservative fake news talking point. It should be a, a an American talking point. Guys, we'll be back in the next segment talking about a lot of very interesting stuff. So make sure that you're tuned in then. Thanks, the guys. The Prager Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out. And amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee at NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is, NerveRenew.com. Good morning, everybody. We are back. Now, I I shouldn't say we. I'm back. Will is off doing an interview for the next couple of segments, so I'm going to be, you know, holding down the fort while he's away. I'm your stand-in host, Amla Efanobi from PragerU, one of PragerU's personalities. Now, we're going to get into an interesting clip that I found this past week of a very famous actor saying some very stupid stuff. But before that, Warner Brothers Pictures presents Cry Macho. From legendary director Clint Eastwood comes a story of being lost and found. Eastwood returns as a one-time rodeo star and washed-up horse breeder who takes a job to bring back a man's young son from Mexico. The unlikely pair face an unexpectedly challenging journey. The only road home is through redemption. See it in theaters and on HBO Max for 31 days. Now playing rated PG-13. Now, speaking of actors, let's get into uh, a one Jeff Daniels who was on Stephen Colbert's show this past week. Now, you may remember Jeff Daniels from the movie Dumb and Dumber, and if you ever wondered while watching that movie well who's dumb and who's dumber uh let's listen to this clip and you will know exactly who is who and i think 
the bloody Sunday for people of color was George Floyd's murder. And white people said, I had no idea that we were only taught one side of American history. I better look into that. So I started reading Isabel Wilkerson, Ta-Nehisi Coates, um, Carol Anderson. You know, get educated because there's a whole... We have an opportunity in this country right now to welcome in a new America. We really do. I feel the same way. Yeah. That there is... I mean, it's strangely, not only in America, not in our, the way we approach our, our, our civic society, but in the arts, uh, there, there's, there's reasons and there's an opportunity where things are reopening that never closed ever before to rededicate yourself to first principles. Yeah, and white people are the ones who need to hear it. So Mockingbird is, uh, you know, with Aaron Sorkin and Harper Lee, it's a white point of view. Mm-hmm. And it certainly is the story of Atticus coming to grips with the fact that one of the big central questions of the play is uh, there's goodness in everyone. You just have to care enough to look for it. And is that true today in 2021? Mm-hmm. Is there goodness in everyone? Not so sure. But you have to choose now. You have to decide whether you're for eliminating or at least marginalizing systemic racism. Or are you against that? You have to choose. You can't just sit back and go, please cut my taxes and I'm going to look the other way. Well, there's also a, a, a choice before that, which is to acknowledge it exists. Acknowledge it exists, yeah. Which is... Amazing, amazing stuff. Now, before we get into commentary on that, I want to give a quick shout out to my Uncle Jerry and my Aunt Lisa. It's my Uncle Jerry's birthday, and he watches Dennis Frager and listens to him all the time. So I'm sure he's delighted to hear me on here today. Never thought I'd be doing this. Uh, But shout out Uncle Jerry and Aunt Lisa. Now, Jeff Daniels... uh, we, we've, we've, you know, come to the conclusion that he's dumber from, from Dumb and Dumber. This commentary is ridiculous. And to hear two elite white males talk about my oppression and the oppression of people of color in this country is just ridiculous. And it's as I said before in the previous segment, if you can convince somebody of their own oppression and victimhood, you've done all the work you need to do. Because what they will do after that is go around and convince everybody else about how oppressed and how victimized they are. And to hear people fall and so adamantly for the structures of critical race theory and to just soak in in the bath that is white guilt is is just baffling to me and and the thought that we should somehow be punished by the the crimes of our ancestors and for the transgressions of our ancestors is a claim that should never be made do you know countries that do that that punish people for the transgressions of their ancestors one country that does that is north korea if your uncle from eight generations ago committed a crime guess what eight generations down the line you're being punished for that is that fair does that sound fair to you? And and the idea that just by virtue of being white that you should hold some sort of guilt for the transgressions of your ancestors, even if your ancestors did nothing wrong, is just unfounded. It's unreasonable. It's unlogical. But we've allowed this to carry on. We've allowed this narrative to soak through our media. And Stephen Colbert is a great example of that. He's a great facilitator of this huge propagandized lie of white supremacy and systemic oppression in this country. And, and to people who listen to him and who love what he has to say, I ask you this. Do you want to be in support of somebody that is trying to convince you of your own victimhood? Now, there's a there's a side on this country that is telling you you're not a victim. You can do whatever you want to do. This country has opportunity for you. You simply need to work hard and you will get there. And there's another side of the country that says no matter what you do, just because you were born the way that you are, things are going to be harder for you and there will be barriers set in place for you. Do you want to be on that side? Because I I don't. And I realized that after after a long time of not knowing that. And once you do realize that you are so full of fulfillment you have this unbridled uh 
this unbridled motivation for life to go out and do what you need to do. And that's what we preach and teach at PragerU. Will and I have a show that we do daily called Will and Amala Live at 2.30 PST, 5.30 Eastern on PragerU's YouTube and Facebook. And you can listen to us talk more about that. Uh, you should also consider supporting PragerU by going to PragerU.com slash donate. Now, in the next hour, we'll be back to talk about some American history. The Dennis Prager Show. I'm Dennis Prager, and you are well aware of our being censored, that is Prager U, for example, by the left-wing tech giants. So, many of us are taking a different approach and using SquadPod, a team communication and collaboration app for businesses, nonprofits, sales teams, and religious organizations. It has everything you need, chat, video calls with screen sharing, file storage, etc., plus It's 100% private, non-discoverable, and American-made, owned, and operated. Stop supporting the companies who engage in data mining, profiling, selling data, and limiting expression of ideas. Take back your privacy, intellectual property, and right to free speech with SquadPod. Visit SquadPod.com forward slash Prager, SquadPod.com forward slash Prager to learn more. That's squadpod.com forward slash Prager, squadpod.com slash Prager. We are back. Your sit-in host, Will Will Witt and Amla Benobi. Will is back. He, he did a brief little stint there on the Ben Shapiro show. Sorry, folks. I had to do a brief stint on Ben Shapiro's show, okay? Hypothetically. Hypothetically, you- if, I, <laughs> if I left this show and did the Ben Shapiro show, would I be on a different show? You'd have to think about it, folks. Okay? There's my Ben Shapiro voice for That's you guys. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, we should just do the rest of the show as Ben Shapiro. I think we should. Sadly, though, Ben Shapiro wasn't actually on the show. It was a guest host. It was Matt Walsh. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That's still cool. Yeah, so the one time my book comes out, he's having a guest host. <laughs> I like Matt Walsh, though. Matt Walsh has actually really grown on me. If you guys don't know Matt Walsh, he's a, a contributor over at the Daily Wire. He's really grown on me. I think that he is a truth teller, and he says what's real, even if it makes a lot of people angry. I, I like I, I like that He's a firecracker. Him. He's a firecracker, too. You are very similar. Yeah, no, we are we are similar in that sense. So I think Matt and I get along well. So it was good to have him on there. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. To the Dennis Prager Show, I'm Will Witt, joined with Amla Epinobi. Uh, I am the author of the new book, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies, which is available for order. It came out today on Amazon or DennisPrager.com, your guide to changing minds. And Amla and I are also on PragerU.com, where you guys can watch our show, Will and Amla Live. You can watch Amla's exclusive content. You can watch my man on the street videos, anything else on PragerU.com. I want to get into this call from Joe in West Palm Beach, Florida. I love Palm Beach. I mean, it's hey one guys, of my favorite places. Hi. It's great to hear some young conservatives. It really is. Oh, amazing. So my topic is, now, a young conservative with conservative values compared to the younger generation with liberal values when it comes to working. Now, I can understand working. You know, you work, you get you pay your rent, hopefully buy a house. But the market is so outpriced for your generation. How do you keep those values to put work first instead of maybe I need a handout. Maybe I should not be paying rent. Maybe mm. I can live in somebody's house rent-free. They have a house. Why don't I have a house? So how do you battle as a young conservative? And if the politicians would do something more in that topic, maybe we would have more young conservatives. So that's what I'm bringing up. I, 
I have a very okay. Let Will me, let, is very passionate I'm about very this passionate subject about matter, this, so this you struck subject. a chord. Yeah, I have a whole thing in my book about it, and I think that it's really important. So thank you, Joe, for for calling and and asking that question to us. Listen, we're talking about you know why aren't the politicians doing anything about actually fixing the 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 crisis when it comes to how expensive rent and housing is. You know, ra- housing and rent has risen exponentially in the last fifty years. The price of housing and rent, also the price of medical expenses, the price of education, all have risen exponentially while wages have stagnated. Immigrants and women have entered the workforce, not saying this is a bad thing, it's just what's happened, and have made it so that labor is much less valuable in America. And so the wages have stayed the same since about the 1980s, but the prices of all these other things have totally exploded. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I am I am all for the American dream and, and young people can totally make it. I made it. Amla made it. You can you can pick yourself up by your bootstraps and you can do something absolutely incredible in this country. There is no other place in the world that you can do that. But with that being said, there are a lot of hurdles that the federal government has put on people that says, hey, housing is so expensive because we took special interest money from a financial firm like BlackRock to load the market and make it so that you can't actually afford a place to live. You know, because they don't they don't care about these things. BlackRock is coming in across the country, which is, a, again, a financial institution, and they are coming across the country. They are buying single-unit homes, single-family homes, and they are turning them into rental properties. They are coming in and buying them for double the price, mm-hmm. double the price. So how do you expect as, you know, oh, maybe I'm going to put 5% down on a house and then, and then uh, you know, work my way up and get this equity? How, how am I going to do that when they are coming in with cash, buying the houses for double the price and turning them into to rental units. So there's big problems happening right now in America that I don't think people really get a grasp on when we're looking at the younger generation. 70% of millennials right now are living paycheck to paycheck, and I think a lot of that is because they spend money on avocado toast and new <laughs> new Netflix subscriptions, but there is a big problem in how the bureaucracy, the elitists, and the special interest corporations treat young people in this country. Yeah, there has to be regulations on that. They've done several studies on just how difficult it is to buy a house. Uh, one out of Houston shows that BlackRock, that, that financial institution we were talking about, bought 20% of the single-family house, households that were built in Houston. What are you going to do as a resident trying to move over there and get a house and build a family? There's just simply no way to do that. And now, if you're an American making you know, the median income in this country, it takes you nearly 30 years just to get a, a nice, sizable down payment for a house. So a free market does not mean it's completely free of regulation. And there needs to be something done about these, these companies and these special interest groups that are able to buy at, buy up houses and just really alienate people from the market and, and really strip people of the American dream itself. And this is why we're not libertarians. Yes, This exactly. is why we are conservatives. Exactly. Because there are, are things that the government, I think, can be useful with when it comes to things like this and stopping monopolies and people from overtaking us. And it's funny because when you look again at, at the mainstream media, you had Vox. If you guys know Vox, Vox is a another kind of digital media news company, and they put out an article and said, you know, maybe these companies coming in and buying all these houses isn't that bad. You know who serves on the BlackRock board? One of the people from BlackRock. One of the guys from BlackRock is on the board of Vox. Yeah, exactly. That sound is perfect for that. You have BlackRock owning major shares in the New York Times, major shares in AT&T, Comcast, Disney, owning all of these different companies or having ownership in them, and you expect them to be putting out values and things that, that will actually help you. You know, BlackRock put out, and, uh, you know, J.P. Morgan Chase put out uh, diversity quotas for their employees, like, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, 
diversity training, racial bias training for their employees and said, you know, you need to work against systemic racism and in institutional racism. Well, at the same time, they buy up these houses across the country, which then makes it so that African-Americans and right. Hispanic people can't buy houses to build any equity. So they're renters for life. And so actually what they are doing is the racist thing that <laughs> they are trying to virtue signal and say they're not doing. I mean, how insane is that? We can get more into this in, in other segments if you guys are interested and want to make more calls. This is kind of a big deal for me. But if, you, if you're not going to be listening the whole time, in my book, in the last chapter of my book, A Vision for America, I talk about this. You can order my book, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies, at DennisPrager.com or at Amazon, anywhere books are sold. Today, it came out. It came out today. So it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And go to PragerU.com if you want to see more of Amal and my videos. Thanks. And now back to Amala and Will, stars of PragerU, sitting in for me. They are people who will give you hope for America's future. Thank you for that, Dennis. Appreciate it. My name is Will Witt, joined by Amala Epinobi. We are your hosts today on the Dennis Prager Show. I want to remind you guys, if you want to call in, we love taking calls. We do. And we love taking calls from people who disagree with us. <laughs> That's so true. you can call in at 1-8-Prager, P-R-A-G-E-R. 776. Once again, that's 1-8-Prager-776. I want to get to this call from Josh in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's get Josh on the phone. Hi, Josh. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, man. Hey, um, Amala, I I discovered you not long before you joined Prager, and uh, I actually reached out to you via Instagram and said, I love your voice. Oh. I love what you've got to say. You're such an encouraging, an encouraging voice for conservatism. And I remember saying, "You got to get in touch with Prager. Prager <laughs> would love you." And then, about a month later, I saw your story on uh, Stories of Us. And I just want to say, you know, Amala, you're such a, a beautiful breath of fresh air. And Will, I love you too, especially that mustache. You're killing it with that mustache. Uh, I said the mustache uh, is gone, man. Uh, <laughs> oh man! I you know. Grow that thing back. You, uh, you gotta, don't worry. I, I agree. You might have a second career as a cop. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Magnum PI. I, 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 yeah, exactly, exactly. I, uh, I, I wonder if it's not a time right now for white conservatives to take a step back and to really promote the conservative voices of color that we have in our community, because I feel like. Right now, those are the voices that are going to speak the loudest, and they're going to they're going to speak with the most truth. And those are the voices that the other side can't deny. Yeah, mm. I definitely um, get that. Thank you so much for the call, Josh. Appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting thing. I what I think is beautiful about conservatism is that we get to share the space together. Uh, Will and I are, I guess, an unlikely pair when the left looks at conservatives, a, a white man and a black female uh, hosting a show together. And I think there's something beautiful about that. I think so we often. Are beautiful. <laughs> so often on the left, uh, when I was working for the left, at least, we had conversations of, oh, we need to make white people step back and we need to let the black people come to the forefront and speak. And I think uh, inherently I just have a, a distaste for that sort of thinking, although I completely understand on the conservative side how black voices can be very, very effective in going against the narrative. But I think we shouldn't respond to the narrative that the left paints of conservatives. We should simply be ourselves, whether or not we're black, we're white, and, and step into the space and speak as loud as we can. And that's what Will and I do on our show at PragerU. That's exactly.
exactly right. At PragerU.com, you can find our show, Will and Amla Live. You can find Amla's awesome content that she does, like her stories of us explaining more in depth about her story. You can find my Man on the Street videos. And you can also go to DennisPrager.com or Amazon, and you can pick up my new book, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies, which is your guide to changing minds. There's a whole segment on racism and all of that that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. DennisPrager.com or Amazon. Thanks, guys. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.